Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash entitled parents. Our next Reddit post is from Bleach Base Cocktail. I'm a 27-year-old male, and back when I was about 20, me and my friends went on a summer-long working holiday to the U.S. Important to the story, we're all Irish. We all got jobs and spent the majority of our time drinking, partying, getting high, and trying to get with girls. There was this one girl who I worked with who was as American as apple pie, but claimed to be Irish because she has Irish heritage. Now, I know a lot of Irish people dislike that, but I just find it funny and endearing that people are proud enough of Ireland to claim it as their nationality when they've never even been there. Anyway, me and this girl got on very well platonically and we hung out a bit after work. She invited me back to her family home for dinner and I being poor and hungry, of course said yes. She drove me and my god, when we got to the house, there were Irish things everywhere. A giant Irish flag and a US flag billowing in the air. Giant plastic shamrocks all over the garden and fighting leprechaun figurines and statues in the garden. I thought this was all hilarious and didn't say anything. Then we went in and I said hi to her mom, who was nice, and to her dad, who was not. The first thing he said to me was, Cut out that accent, kid. It's offensive to us Irish folk. I was absolutely just speaking in my normal Irish voice. I was baffled, but assumed he thought I was an American pretending to be Irish. I tried to clear it up by saying, Sorry, I'm Irish. I'm not doing an accent. Cut the BS. We're Irish and we don't talk like that. He was angry at me and I was really just trying to de-escalate the situation. No, I mean I'm from Ireland. I'm here on holiday. Where in Ireland do your kin hail from? It was a really weird phrasing that no one in Ireland or anywhere would ever say. I'm literally from Cork in Ireland. I've lived there all my life. I'm not putting on an accent, this is how I talk. Never heard of it, my kin are from Cashel. Note, he pronounced it like it was Klingon or something, Kashel, which is not how it's pronounced. Oh, cool, I've been to Cashel, it's really nice there. It's only an hour drive from Cork, have you been? Not yet, but we'll go someday. Now, if you want to stay for dinner, you can't talk like that. It's racist to us Irish people. So, I kid you not, for the next hour, I spoke in a fake American accent. No great revenge or anything, and he was actually friendly-ish after that. But I did take great satisfaction out of asking him about Ireland and listening to the absolute nonsense he spoke. He pronounced almost every place wrong, thought pagans were still a thing, and I'm pretty sure he didn't know we were a modern country at all. Our next Reddit post is from Artilleryman. I'm posting this for a friend of mine. My buddy is a very good surgeon and has dedicated his life to medicine. He frequently goes to hotspots around the world to offer his services. He spent time in Syria and Iraq during the war, and after some recent tragedies here in the States, he got in his car and offered his help at hospitals there. He's unmarried, and the only thing he does for himself is he takes three to four weeks off twice a year, once in July and once in December. He told me he does this so he doesn't lose his mind. On those times, he really lets loose. He'll go on vacation somewhere, maybe take up a hobby, go skydiving, scuba diving, meet women, eat wild food. And at Christmas, he spends time with his brother's family and apparently gives some pretty nice gifts. He's as good of a person as you could ever hope to meet and an excellent surgeon. 
Without giving too much away, before the pandemic at his hospital, they had a pretty busy day, which at a hospital is never a good thing. He was doing one emergency surgery after another. Everyone was slammed, and more people were waiting for emergency care. One person had already died because of the backlog, and a few more were on the operating table. No matter how good the surgeon is, sometimes you simply can't save people. In the midst of all this chaos, an entitled mother walks into the emergency room and begins demanding that someone see her brat kid who had a bruise on his face because another kid punched him at school, probably for being a brat. The secretary managed to get her to wait in the waiting room with all the people waiting to see if their loved ones were okay. Her kid went and apparently decided that he was the only one allowed to play with the hospital waiting room toys and would scream at any other kids who tried to approach. Our hero doctor, meanwhile, is fighting for the life of a 16-year-old who was in a car accident. I have no idea if it was his fault or not. It didn't matter. And sadly, the kid didn't make it. I always feel this is the worst thing for a surgeon. They try their best, but sometimes it's not good enough. He has to get his own emotions in check before going to face the parents. They have a special room for this in the hospital. It has comfortable furniture and a table that's nailed down. He's in the middle of breaking this awful news to parents who are feeling a pain that words are too cheap to describe. When in bursts Karen. Apparently, she followed the parents as they were escorted to the room. She took a look around the room and said, When you're done taking a break, my son needs. But the doctor shoved her out and called security. He finishes talking to the parents and goes to the waiting room. The secretary filled him in. He asked the mother which child was hers. He went over to the kid and in the waiting room gives the kid a quick look over, declares he doesn't have a concussion, and tells the entitled mother to get the F out of my hospital before I call the police. I demand you. No, I have patients that need me much more than you. Your kid is fine. You just need to raise him better. Get the F out. He had security escort her and her kid all the way to her car to ensure that she left. This is a guy who I've never seen get angry. He got robbed in Ibiza losing his wallet, all of his credit cards, IDs, and his passport, and shrugged it off, saying he already canceled the card, put an alert out on the IDs, and the most the robber got was about 50 euros and a nice wallet. But when he told me this story, he was shaking with rage. Down in the comments, we have a similar story from Texas Teacher. I was in a small town emergency room and was having a potentially deadly allergic reaction. This mom got mad because I cut the line. She and her son were waiting for a specialist to remove a toy from the kid's nose. She expected the ER to stop until they were served. The triage nurse told her to shut up and sit down. While I was being treated, a pregnant woman who had been in a car accident that triggered labor was brought in by an ambulance. According to my friends, she blocked the hall, demanding the woman wait her turn. They told her to call her husband to come in to stay with Junior, but she had to leave. My friends told me that she also accused me of drug-seeking while they were waiting for me. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like OP was seeking drugs. Hello, I'm literally dying, so I would like one drug that would save my life pretty please. Our next Reddit post is from Helpfully Unarmed, and the title is Either Give Us Grandchildren or We're Taking You Off Our Will. The title sounds bad. The story is even worse. I never thought I'd be writing a post about my own parents here, but here we are, right? For context, my fiancé and I have been in a relationship for the past 10 years and just recently got engaged. 
While it's understandable that 10 years might sound a bit too much, we started dating really early and getting married was not a priority for either of us. We actually preferred to focus on our studies and career for a while. She's a civil engineer, and I'm a medical student after getting a bachelor's and a master's. As we've been a couple for a long time, it's quite common for people to ask us when we're getting married and when we're having kids. While we're getting married as soon as I finished med school, we decided not to have children a long time ago, and we're still very certain of that decision, as both of us are more career than family oriented. However, since the engagement, our families have started to put more pressure on us to get married soon and have children, even though we told them plenty of times that's not going to happen. My fiancé and I live together and we're completely independent from our families financially. Some time ago, during a video chat, we ended up getting into a heated argument with our families for finally snapping at their ceaseless nagging for grandchildren, and we've been strained ever since. Now, our families asked us to meet them for lunch at my parents' house. We don't live in the same city, but it's close enough that we can get there for something like this, and that's when the following situation transpired. We arrived early enough to help out in preparing everything for the lunch, and for the next hour or so, things were pretty alright. But after we had lunch and we sat at the coffee table to chat, which is customary here, the room got visibly tense. Our parents, both hers and mine, started a speech about how much they put into us, how much they worked for us, and how much family means to them. I was already sensing something awful coming, but I kept listening. Suddenly, they said that during one of their talks, they came to a decision that if my fiancé and I didn't give them grandchildren, after all they'd done for us, we would be cut out of their wills. Their reasoning was this. 1. My brother is a gay man and, as of now, has no intention of adopting or any alternative to have children. And I was the only option on continuing the family. My brother was there too, and he was as mortified as I was. 2. My fiancé is the older sister, her younger sister is still in high school, and thus must set an example by having a family and continuing the family. Now, if that's not psychotic, I have no clue what is. We quickly looked between ourselves and immediately left their house. We haven't spoken to them since, but as far as we're aware, we're disowned by now. I never thought I would have to go through that just because I don't want to have children. But it just shows how much entitlement they think they have. That's just perfect logic. I love my offspring so much that I'm willing to cut them off entirely. And then OP posted an update. So our parents struck again and my fiancé is really fuming with rage now and wants to share the situation with you all. There are some points that will need clarification and I'll try to make them along the way. First, as we mentioned in our last post, due to the absurdity of the situation our parents were imposing on us, we felt that we don't want them at our wedding. Thus, we rescinded their invitation as a whole. My brother is my best man and he supports us wholeheartedly. Now we get to the point of the post. After we left my parents' home that day, we had absolutely zero contact with them. They made their decision, and we made ours. We thought that was going to be it. Now, one thing that needs to be clarified, our wedding was planned to happen on October 17th. However, due to the pandemic outbreak, these large gatherings of people were completely prohibited, in my area at least. But, thankfully, the venue we booked is run by the most lovely administrators. As soon as the outbreak started, they contacted us and gave us every assistant needed with rescheduling. Thus, we rescheduled our wedding to 2021 in the same month as the situation is still uncertain. That can change, but shouldn't for the time being. 
We aren't really bothered by it, as we understand the situation is very dire, and we don't mind waiting for a time when everyone will be safe. This morning while I was studying, my fiancé got a call by the venue administrator asking why we wanted to cancel our wedding. Obviously, that was very strange and confusing to us. My fiancé let them know that we had no desire to cancel our wedding and further asked what this was about. Apparently, my fiancé's parents called the venue on our behalf, telling them that we no longer wanted to rent the place as we would no longer be getting married. Now, let me explain why the venue was about to comply. In my country, our IDs carry not only our ID and social security number, but also the name of the parents. And to rent a venue, you need to provide your ID for them as a bureaucracy requirement. Apparently, my fiancé's parents wanted to take advantage of that fact and tried to dupe the venue to cancel our wedding. Luckily, the administrator is quite smart and saw that on our sheet there's only two names and numbers for contacts if we can't be reached. One is my brother, and the other is my fiancé's best friend. At the time we booked the place, we were already in a strained relationship with our parents, so neither of us put them as contacts. Thankfully, the administrator actually paid attention to that and took the care and time to reach out to us. Otherwise, we might not only lose our special date, but also our deposit and dream venue. I'll be honest, I never expected that kind of behavior from anyone in our families, but alas, I was wrong. Anyhow, now my fiancé is fuming and I'm trying to calm her down. We already sent a message to her parents for them to never try to meddle in our lives again. My brother is as angry as we are and he told me that he's heading to their house to tear them a new one. I don't even know how to feel right now. I'm crestfallen if anything. I never expected or wanted things to be this way. But neither of us will go back to our decision of not having children. Truth be told, I already have the papers for sterilization ready. I just hope that one day they do see that their entitlement just lost them their son and daughter. All because of grandchildren who will never exist. Our next Reddit post is from Blueberry. I used to provide daycare for a small number of children in my home. Most of the children and their parents were well-known to me, friends, or ex-colleagues. I made sure to welcome them into our home, and I believe this helped the children feel comfortable and confident. One mother, the entitled mother, however, was a doorstep mom. She wouldn't come in when invited, didn't respond to attempts at small talk, and only communicated the absolute necessities. Her daughter was lovely, so I was able to overlook her mother's shortcomings. The nice kid attended from 7.30am to 4pm every weekday. Entitled mother was prompt and always on time, if not early. One day, 4pm rolled around, and no sign of entitled mother. At 4.30pm, I phoned and left a voicemail. By 5pm, I had phoned several more times, texted, and got no reply. The phone now went straight to voicemail, so it was either switched off, had no reception, or was in constant use. I phoned and texted the father, no response. I phoned our company to see if there were any additional contacts, but as the family had immigrated, there were no other family listed and no friends as emergency contacts. Around 5.30pm, I'm starting to think of calling the police. Nice kid is getting tired, has run out of food and bottles, and is getting cranky and tired. I'm having to rock, sway, and sing constantly to try and calm her. It's well past 6 and dark when Entitled Parent's car finally pulls up. Nice kid has cried herself to sleep on my shoulder, but woke when I opened the door and she started crying. I expected the entitled mother to be frantic, apologetic, and embarrassed, but I was very mistaken. She looked confused by my concern and irritation. 
What happened? Are you okay? Is the father okay? Of course. What's the matter? You're two hours late. You didn't answer my phone, didn't respond to my numerous texts, and the father didn't answer either. We had drinks after work. My phone kept going off, so I switched it off. And you didn't think to ask if I could care for your kid late tonight or tell me you'd gotten held up? What's the problem? You're getting paid. I was fuming, mostly because I was really worried that something awful had happened, and to meet with this utter disregard really pissed me off. I took great pleasure in giving her written notice a few days later to make alternative arrangements, as I would no longer be willing to provide care for her kid. That was r slash Entitled Parents, and if you like this podcast, then check out my Patreon where I publish extra episodes. Also, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcasts every single day.